All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels. Hope you guys are having a great morning wherever you are. Oh, this is a good morning. Yeah, it's a good morning. Like that's real football on your TV, people. That's real football. And when you're reading the notes, I mean, those are real notes. From real practices, real pictures. This is such a good time of year. Like, there are real football games about to be played in this month. So, we are here. Like, we we waited all summer to get here, and it's paid off. It's finally here. I have read football notes for, you know, as long as I can remember. Isn't that the best? Like, just count notes from practice. You know, so-and-so look good. This guy looks good. And then everybody starts feeling good about the season and then some optimism starts creeping in. And I think that's true like across the board for teams, especially the the SEC West this year. I had this conversation with a, a buddy of mine yesterday. And uh, and I, this is true of the Ole Miss fan base, the Arkansas fan base, the, the everybody fan base, at least in this conference right now. With the way the transfers uh, happened and the portal and all of those things, Every roster is is really good, and uh, you know everybody's paying attention to their team. You, you forget a little bit that everybody else is going to be better too. But you, right now, you don't really care about that. You know, you care about what's going on with you. Like for instance, you know this might be Alabama's best team ever. Um, you could see that because all their preseason all SEC guys, half of those are transfers. So they were able to cherry pick. Um, LSU brought in a similar transfer class to what Ole Miss was able to do. You know, maybe the starting point's a little different, but they had some talent down there. But So they'll, they'll be better. Brian Kelly, expect to be better. Arkansas brought in a really good transfer class, and they bring back their quarterback. You know, the, we'll see what happens with A&M in their class, but they obviously got a lot better. Um, but with what we were able to do, uh, there is no doubt that the defensive line is going to be stacked this year. I think the secondary is going to be stacked this year. We'll see what works out with linebacker. You know, we're obviously seeing what works out at quarterback. Uh, the running back room is stacked. You know, I think the wide receiver room is much better than people think. And uh, this football team is going to be good. Now, the only problem is, and you go into the season knowing this, again, talking to somebody yesterday, you know, the SEC West this year, I told somebody is going to produce the best six and six team ever. You know what I mean? I mean, somebody is going to finish in the round that five spot and probably go six and six, maybe seven and five, but could go six and six. And they were really good top to bottom, a good football team, but somebody's going to lose some games. But the quality of football in this league that you and I are getting ready to see is probably going to be as good as it has ever been, has ever been. Um, and I think for, for definite, the division, the SEC West, is as good as it has ever been. And uh, I can't wait for it. But like last night, I'm watching, uh, I'm watching the, the, the first NFL game, you know, with the Raiders and, uh, oh, man, now I'm drawing a blank. Who was, who was the other team? But I'm checking that one out last night, and you're not seeing many of the starters, but you're seeing some of them. And, you know, it's just good to see some pads popping on the television to get things started. 
you know, the high schools are, are practicing. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going tonight to some jamboree kind of things, some scrimmages. And next week, the academies will have real games. That happens next week, real high school football games. And then, you know, the public schools are still a few weeks away, but uh, they're all, they're all practicing. So, I mean, we are into that part of the season. And uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious about it. All right. Now let, let's start, let's start here just real quick. Uh, I think I'm going to do some, some podcasts over the weekend too. Been out, of, uh, been real busy the last couple of days. I was, had a last minute trip with, with my kiddo. Um, Connor, you know, still chasing things with baseball. I drove him up to North Carolina to, to catch a bullpen and, and, and back. And, you know, I'm, checking things, you know, in the car, he's driving for me, trying to get some work done, making phone calls. And, uh, also had a chance to get to Jackson to a big recruiting, um, basically it's a high school football press conference where, uh, the Metro area, you're bringing in the best teams in the area, eight, nine coaches are talking and uh, you get a chance to see some of the top players. Now, a few guys didn't make it, but it's understandable. You know, you, you know how recruiting is and, you know, these guys get hounded for interviews. You know, like Aiden Williams doesn't make it out because he doesn't want to take away from the team at Ridgeland. And it allows some other guys to, to you know, get a little bit of shine, a little bit of limelight. Um, you know, I'm talking to Jabraxton Boone. That's a name I've mentioned in the past. You know, a kid who I think I think is wildly underrated in our, in our state this year. Um, but I had a chance to talk to some of those guys. And I'm going to do some stories on some of these in the next few days because, look, consider it like this. And we're about to get to some football, what I'm hearing from camp. But even though Ole Miss is not going to offer many players in state this year, in a few years, there are guys that will transfer back in. Like, it's going to happen. And maybe not the premier prospects from this year, but they'll blow up somewhere else, and you could see them back in, in Oxford in red and blue, you know, like a, like a Jabraxton Boone. Let's say wherever he goes, he blows it up. Or, you know, somebody like Tank Welch, Tanner Welch. Everybody knows him, Tank, around here. He's committed to Southern right now. Big offensive lineman. Uh, was at Hartfield last year. Now he's at Northwest Rankin. You know, that's somebody you can watch. You know, a, a Vic Sutton quarterback at Madison Central. I had a chance to see him this week. You know, he's going to La Tech. If he goes somewhere and blows up. You know, but there's going to be examples of these guys everywhere. They, they go somewhere else and they just kill it. And you could see them, you know, circle back at some point. Um, but I uh, did all that on Monday, and we'll have some some quotes and some some articles roll out there today and tomorrow from there. But all right, high school practice, not high school practice. Uh, coming out of camp, there's no doubt the defensive line is is stacked. It's as deep as I can ever remember that position. And uh, you know, there's guys that aren't going to be the premier guys this year who I think are going to get snaps. All right, we could do this. You know, I know you guys have read all about the quarterback battle, and I've been checking checking out a lot of the notes on, you know, what David's putting out there. I'm looking at a quote here now from Luke Altmeyer. That's not even surprising. I kind of took it personal, them bringing in a guy to compete with me and maybe take my job, but I'm just steadily working hard. You know, that's a, that's a tough situation when you've got two guys in the room that want to play. You know, Jackson Dart transfers in to play. To start, Luke Altmeyer comes to Ole Miss to be the starter, and uh, but you can still be friends and and you can still do it the right way and still go at each other and compete. And if you're reading both of those guys' quotes, that's that's what they're doing. 
And I think Ole Miss will get good quarterback play from one of them this year. Don't know which one it'll be. It'll be as simple as it won't have anything to do with NIL. Like has Lane Kiffin ever come across to you as somebody who worries a whole lot about what people think? Do you think he cares about an NIL deal somebody has? That guy could care, or I guess it's couldn't care less, could not care less. Whoever can win football games, move the football down the field, keep possession, score points, that guy will be under center. But you've been watching that all week. Um, a couple of the, the young guys that I've heard that showed up and already on the practice field, they just they don't look like freshmen. You know, one, I mentioned uh, the defensive line guys that are going to play some, maybe not the, the top names. Xavier Harris, the big kid from Germantown High School this year. You know, I had a chance to bump into some, some of his people um, this week and, you know, ask them, hey, what do you think he's going to do this year and going forward? I was told he's in unbelievable shape, first of all, that he's dropped a significant amount of weight and came in ready to go. And, uh, and honestly, I've heard from up there that so far, you know, he's held his own. You know, of everybody that's up there, he's somebody you can put in the middle of the defense, and it's hard to get that guy out of there. So I won't be shocked if he manages to work himself into some type of, some type of role on that defense. He does not look like a freshman. In the running back room with Quinshawn Judkins, you know, just go look at the pictures of this kid. Um, does not look like a freshman. And, yeah, Zach Evans is somebody you guys should be very excited about. If Zach Evans stays healthy this year, knock on wood, which you can say that about everybody in football, uh, the team that stays healthy is going to have a good year. Zach Evans will have a monster season this year. And I've mentioned this about Kentrell Bullock. I'm very high on Kentrell Bullock. I think that guy's an all-around back can be good. Ulysses Bentley. Okay, you saw what he did at SMU. That guy is talented. He's very similar to what they were getting uh, last year from um, – oh, now I'm drawing a blank. How can I draw a blank on our Jackson Prep running back, especially somebody in my own backyard? Uh, it'll hit me in a little bit. It'll hit me in a little bit. I'll probably, I'll probably have to Google it. See, what I'm going to do there is I'm going to Google it, and then I'll act like a, you know I just, it just came to me all of a sudden. I'm not going to – I'm not going to forget his name. Uh, Jerrion. Good gosh. Ely. Bentley will remind you of that if you look at the film. But this dude, Quinshawn Judkins, look, I was told as soon as he got to campus, like immediately, that's a difference maker. Like we're talking first, first few weeks as a guy, people are talking about, okay, that's somebody that we'll have to figure out how to hang on to when people come calling, you know, that kind of talent. Quinshawn Judkins is going to work himself into a role this year right out of the gate. And I can tell y'all from from meeting him last year a couple of times, and then also um, you know having a chance to cover him a little bit from a distance. Him in Alabama, me over here in Mississippi, the nicest kid that you'll ever come across. I mean, awesome dude. But watch out for him; he'll carve out a role. I'm hearing very similar from Igbenosin, somebody they were excited about that they were able to bring in here early. In the spring, you saw him already carving out something for himself. He led the team in tackles in the spring game in the Grove Bowl. And you're reading quotes from other players about how talented that dude is. 
he will play this year. So I know we're spending so much time on the transfers, but some of these tra- some of these high school kids that they brought in are talented. That's just three of the ones that I'm hearing have a chance to do something right out of the gate. But Igbenosin is going to play. Now, the, as far as position groups are concerned, you know, I mentioned the defensive line being stacked. I've heard that J.J. Um, Piggies has looked really good. Um, that kid, remember, he's still transitioning somewhat from tight end to defensive line. He's been doing this for a couple of years now. And the longer he does it, the better he's going to be. I mean, he's only going to get better at the position. The more snaps he gets, the more reps he gets. But that guy is made to be a defensive lineman. I think he'll he'll have a monster season. Um, the defensive line in general, there will be bodies there. They can play. They'll go deep. And you're hearing that already from Chris Partridge, that they're going to play nine or ten guys. And I don't think they'll have a problem doing that. The same thing is true in the – uh, the the defensive back room, safety room, cornerback room, they have depth there. Now, still a little thin at, at linebacker. If you're worried about anything, uh, it doesn't. I don't think it matters because you don't have to be three deep there. They need to find two guys. Just find two guys in the middle of the defense. You're working behind a significantly improved defensive line. Just go sideline to sideline, make tackles. You're not going to see a whole lot of blockers on you. I think they'll be fine there. And if they get in a position of need, you can always walk somebody down. You know, walk down and notice Reese if you need to. There's a ton of safeties and several very physical safeties. But personnel-wise, this is the best defense they've had since those land shark defenses. There, there hasn't been a land shark defense there in a couple of years. The personnel is there to be much closer to that than they've had in a lot of years. So everybody should be excited about what they're doing there. Um, And then the spot that, you know, I'm hearing, not that before practice started, but the spot that I'm hearing is going to be better than people expected is the wide receiver room. And look, there's one guy in particular in there, and that's Malik Keith. And look, I know he's, he's transferring in from state. And, you know, I know the, the issue at state and, you know, the after, after the game deal that he had, but, you know, I know people here in this area, of course, he's from JPS, he's from Jackson and um, the people working with him and helping prepare him for, for the season, that dude is in as good a shape as he has ever been in, in his life. And from the jump from early in the spring, as soon as that, became a thing that he was going to transfer into Ole Miss. His name is constantly one of the first couple of names mentioned when it comes to difference makers. Not saying he's a starter yet, but I won't be surprised if he's a starter and he's going to have a big role. I think he's ready for that kind of role. That kid has always had NFL kind of talent. Hasn't always produced to that level. You know, coaches haven't gotten that out of him. He's in the right place if they're going to get that out of him and get those kind of numbers. And look, this is it for him. For a guy that absolutely wants an NFL career, this is his shot. So he's going to, I think, be a difference maker. Um, You forget that they did bring in some talent with the transfers besides Heath, you know, with Jalen Robinson, with Jordan Watkins. I've heard Mingo looks great. Um, These young guys, remember, I mentioned to you before practice started that I'd heard Larry Watkins in workouts and just showing up 
looks very different than a freshman speaking of freshmen that don't look like it. And I've already heard his name a few times in the first couple of practices. They haven't had the full pads on yet, but still guys that look good. That room is better. The tight end room looks good. And this is going to be a good football team. Now, can they stay away from injuries? Can they avoid the big injury? You know, can they win those 50, 50 games because Kentucky is going to be good. Arkansas is going to be really good. A&M brought in a class of players. You know, we'll see what happens with LSU. They were down, but they brought in a ton of talent and a really good football coach. So there's going to be a lot of 50-50 games on that schedule. You could see a big swing in win total here. You know, if if the Pollyanna pie-in-the-sky season happened and they rolled out to what they did last year, 10-2, and two, or it goes the exact opposite of that and you drop all those 50-50s and suddenly you're staring at 6-6 six and six, and you're what I talked about. You know, maybe the, the best 6-6 six and six team ever in the SEC West because somebody's going to finish in that spot that's really good. But, yeah, there's a lot to be excited about with the football season coming. And there's a lot of talent there. Love reading the notes. Now, wishing I was up there in Oxford because that, that that's a lot of fun to be able to see that. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Y'all stay tuned in to Inside the Rebels. David's killing it. Everybody up there, Tyler is, Jared is, and uh, looking forward to football season. We'll probably knock out another one of these tomorrow to get an extra in with uh, with the practices underway, an extra podcast in, and then uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. And then, of course, next week, do the, the Monday through Friday. Y'all have a great day. Enjoyed it. See you guys later.